hello, hello. I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and... We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. So I'm not even sure which way this talk is going to go, but I wanted to talk to this person because she's such a great example of not getting caught up in what you do for a living, what your occupation is, that is not your identity, and that is not why you were put on this earth for this round. I'm just going to put it out there. After you listen to her, you're probably going to be shaking your head and be like, ah, damn it, she was right again. Because you know what? Yes, it's true. So today we get to talk to Dr. Lachelle Weemy. Now, forget the doctor part. I mean, don't forget the doctor part. She worked hard to be the doctor. So she had a 20-year career in medicine. Check off the box. I mean, how many how many people have we spoken to that have completed the task? Check it off. Oh, but wait, there's more because she wanted more. She wanted more time with her family. She wanted to make a bigger impact. She wanted more money. Hello. Now she is the host of a podcast. It's called the Unstuck Podcast with Lachelle Weemey. And we're going to come right back to that title as soon as she, we're going to talk with her. A new book, Get Out of God's Way. And I cannot wait to hear more because the message that will probably be delivered is just that reminder that we were made for more. So with that, I say thank you so much, Lachelle, for being here. My goodness. I am so excited for our conversation today. And I know that we're going to have a blast because you have an amazing energy. And I know that your audience just is on this journey of finding more joy, which is what I'm all about. Right. So you did a great job with your introduction with, with me. And, and I, I got to tell you for real, Stephanie, that I felt like I was living my perfect life in a way. I felt mm-hmm. like I went to school for what seemed like a hundred years to become a nurse. Mm-hmm. Nurse. I had my dream job as working half-time in the operating room and half-time as a professor for the doctor of nurse anesthesia program for the Mayo Clinic. Like, like best, amazing, you know, career. Mm -hmm. Right. And we struggled having kids. So now God gave us two healthy, a boy and a girl children. And I was married to my high school sweetheart. 
we lived in the the dream home I designed, like cue the, the rainbows and butterflies and unicorns and all that. I was going to say, like most people will be like, is she kidding me? Exactly. Go on. Uh thing is that like, but what I have to really acknowledge when I think back and I look at that is that Mm. I was living the should life. Mm. I was the things that I should do. My mom was very adamant when we were children that we get a college education and we get a good job because she never had either. And so it was kind of like, I was on this path of doing all of the shoulds and Mm -hmm. honestly, like, I hate to admit it, but you know, I'm all about vulnerability and authenticity. I have to admit that chasing the titles, chasing the career, chasing the degrees literally was my way to consistently try to prove my worth to myself. And when I was given an opportunity to kind of re-examine what life I had, it allowed for me to strip away the things that were my shoulds and to go for the things that were meant for me, right? And so that's kind of where this fun journey started. But I will tell you that it was 2016 and Uh I was introduced to business, an online business. And Mm -hmm. like, the funny thing is, is that like, I, you know, told you my life at the time at that exact moment, I was traveling the country speaking for anesthesia seminars. I was finishing up my doctorate degree. I was busy, but a friend of mine had told me what she was doing. She was doing this online skincare business and what's Mm -hmm. hilarious is that I wasn't even washing my face. So like, here I was like the 36 year old woman who whatever shampoo happened to fall on my face in the shower was good enough for me. Right. It didn't resonate with me until it did. And I couldn't stop thinking about it. And all of a sudden conversation stuff kept coming up over and over again. And I kept seeing things in my social media feed and I'm like, well, freaking a God, like if this is what you want me to do, I guess I'm going to lean in, but I have no idea what this is. I don't necessarily have time, but inside I was really looking for a new challenge And I think I was just willing to lean into this little nudge that there was something bigger and better in store for me. So I said, yes. And I got to tell you that I was terrified. I'm an awkward, shy introvert who all of a sudden had to put myself out into the world. I had to network marketing, Uh you know, like (laughs) knowingly knowingly face rejection on a day-to-day basis. I mean, I didn't have any, you know, I had a very small network on social media and and I didn't really want anybody to see me because I felt exposed and judged if they did. And so this was huge, but what I did was allowed that experience to teach me two big lessons. Number one is that in my pursuit of all of the degrees and the, in the job and the Mm -hmm. fulfillment and all that stuff, I had lost the part of me that wanted to be the best mom and the best wife that I could be. And I was out of balance. Mm. I didn't Mm -hmm. notice it until six months into my business. I was making enough money to drop my time at the hospital by a day a week. And I recognize that my daughter's going to be starting kindergarten soon. And I get this time with her and Mm. this idea of an and life popped into my head. It was like, oh my gosh, like I really can like create a life where I have challenge and fulfillment and, and, and impact and all that things that fire me up and create a schedule and a lifestyle that allows me to be the present mom that I wanted to be. I didn't even know that that existed to me. It always had to be an either or. And so that was the first revelation that this journey brought me to. The second one is just that realization of the worst thing. It's like, holy crap, like Lachelle, you've been chasing after all of these things, but they're not even your things. They're the thing that Mm. everyone else said that you should do. And it doesn't even feel like the true you. And it was like, God was stripping me of 
parts of me that were no longer fitting. It was almost like you've been wearing a coat for all these years. And then all of a sudden, one day you wake up and you're like, this is kind of itchy and too small. And I don't really like it anymore. And that's kind of what happened. And I kept basically shedding these coats of who I thought I needed to be and allowed myself to come back to who I was made to be. And that lit me up sister. And so I started to step into that. I started to lean into it. And it led me to this place now where, you know, back in September, like you said, I left my 20 year anesthesia career. I I transferred the pension. I left my benefits, you know, all of the things, the identity and stepped into this life that I'm supposed to live. And it feels freaking amazing. And I never realized it until I was living it, that fine has become my least favorite four letter F word. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I think that so often we can get in this space where we think that we're living this perfect dream life, right? But it's just fine. I have a fine marriage. I have a fine body. I have a fine mm. body. And before we know it, fine builds on fine, builds on fine until you look back on your life and you're like, crap, I have all these regrets. I lived a life half lived. I never proved to myself that I could do it. And I don't want that to happen to me. And I don't want that to happen to you. And so now I'm on this mission to help people recognize that if you can lean in and you can trust these tiny little inklings of where God is leading you or your intuition is leading you, you can be led on an adventure that is beyond anything that you could have planned for yourself. Because I did, I checked up all the boxes, everything that I wanted was there, but Mm -hmm. something more, something stirring in my soul saying like, you are made for bigger. And I had to lean into it. I couldn't shove it down anymore. I couldn't be okay with buying. I had to just explore it and get creative and curious around it and see where it took me. And this is where I'm at. All right. So let me start by just saying, hey, holy shit, number one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just start there. But what's so interesting is you must have been feeling something. It could have been anything at the time, anything at the time. But ironically, because you didn't even wash your face, love that part. <laughs> so you get to the skincare part that you start to feel alive again, but it's almost probably something that you might've just done for the first time on your own without following somebody's map or suggestion or without the checklist. I feel like it was this realization. Okay. So we think that we're comfortable, right? But really when we look around it, like, holy crap, like we just put ourselves in this freaking glass box. Mm -hmm. We did that to ourselves. And I started to recognize you guys can't see me, but I have like bookshelves behind me. I see. Very impressive, by the way. I, I like I like the whole design and the setup. I was gonna I was gonna comment on it. <laughs> I love to read. I love to just uh-huh. bring it on, right? Right. Like a huge number of these books are leadership books, and I started to recognize, like, holy shit! Like, I can actually execute the leadership principles that I am learning on my terms. Mm. need to have some stupid initials behind my name or a specific office or a specific title or kiss somebody's butt to get some certain position and execute it and use my creativity in ways that were unhampered by politics and policy and, and all the things. And I just like that part of it started to come to life. Like I could feel like I could express my potential 
without the ceiling that I had to be inside of the box in corporate, right? It was great. I loved it. I truly believe that you don't have to be discontented to step into something new. I don't want to push you. I want it to pull you. I want it to draw you in, right? And so that's what I help people do. I help them to essentially get from stuck to CEO in six months. I take their business that they have down to the studs. I design their life and their business by design, create exactly what they want, put together their schedule, their productivity, their automation, their habits, the mindset, overcome the imposter syndrome, overcome the fears, overcome the money mindset, and help them gain the clarity so that they can create a bigger impact and income faster. And it's all because of the things that I have gone through myself. And I got to tell you, sis, like when I quit my job, like everything happened so fast. Like I made the decision and everything trickled so fast that within weeks I was on stage in Nashville at my first conference that I have done on the personal development space. I was hosting my first beach retreat that went better than expected. I was asked to co-author and contributed to a book for the first time within three weeks of quitting. Wow. That's the universe delivering, I'll say, my goodness gracious, just maybe just waiting for you to when the outfit doesn't fit anymore and you finally squeeze it out off your legs and then you kick it away. Yeah, that's wow. And it was like this whole time it's like I was waiting and I, I introduced a lot of quantum physics and brain science into the what I do. And it was like I was really struggling with the law of reciprocity and and being able to receive. And it's like, God has been saying to me this whole time, like, Lachelle, everything that you're asking for is all right here. All Mm -hmm. right. All you need to do Mm -hmm. is just set down. And and so often at times we all do this, right? We clinch with two white knuckled fists on everything we know because it's good and safe, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Like let go of those tight, tightly clenched fists and you open palms up to receive all of what you want is right here. It's literally like hovering above you. You just have to set down. And I I call that, well, it's a lot of sacrifice. It's giving up the good for the great. It's trusting that better is in store for you, but you have to be willing to set down what you know. You have to be willing to set down the good to be able to accept and receive the great that's in store for you. And the fear of the unknown fear of let's rattle off everything anyone can be afraid of. We hear imposter. It's always there, regardless of anything you do, whether it's for your business or if you're working for the man, it's, are we ever good enough? Like, are they going to find out that I don't want the hell I'm doing? Exactly. Yeah. Maybe this was a fluke, right? Maybe I just got lucky. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm other fears that I've had and my clients have as well is fear of, of imperfection. They're so afraid of, of it not mm-hmm. being that we let procrastination sink in and we overthink mm-hmm. things actually ever do the things that we want to do. So many, I have a social media course where I help people plan out a year's worth of social media content in a weekend. And I started that because I wanted it to be a time efficiency. Like let's get your shit done so that you can get out there on social. What I found is that people were not showing up, not just because of their time, but because they were afraid to be seen. Mm-hmm. You're looking at somebody here who's never been live because of that. Yeah. There's so many of those things that hold us back, right? But mm-hmm. what we fail to recognize is none of us relate to perfect people. So why do we think we have to show up perfect? 
Mm. And we allow ourselves to talk ourselves out of showing up and being of service to other people. The other thing that I really struggled with was a fear of success. Have you ever um, had that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What are you going to so, do with that when that happens? I mean, that's just it. It was kind of like this, like you got the fear of failure on one side, like, oh my God, yeah. I don't want to like completely fall on my face in front of everybody on the social media yeah. world. Mm-hmm. I failed and and now I'm going to have to do blah, blah, blah. And then there's this other side that like, I'm so afraid of being successful because mm. I had a belief in my mind subconsciously that to be successful means that it's lonely at the top. And I had a belief mm. that Interesting. if I get to a certain place in my business, I will lose my friends. And I didn't want to be lonely. It was like, I kept hearing at what cost is your success? At what cost is doing all of this stuff that you're doing? If the people that you love, you look around and they're gone. And I held back. We see this a lot in business. We have this innate thermostat. Our subconscious Mm. has a belief system of who we are and how we fit in the world. Okay. Okay. Our inside brain and our outside world have to match. So your inside brain is always going to look for things in the outside world that validate its internal views. Mm-hmm. So your inside world has this set state of who or what it thinks you are. That's your 70 degree thermostat. Mm-hmm. Now you start, you start your business or you get a promotion at work and you start to level up and you start to have success. And all of a sudden your internal thermostat is like, mm-hmm. it's too hot in here. Mm. And it's going to kick on the air conditioner and it's going to bring you back to 70 degrees. So you're going to all of a sudden stop, you know, answering the connection calls that have been coming in or mm-hmm. cancel things, or you're going to get sick because subconsciously something is preventing you from getting up to 77 degrees. Mm. And you're going to start to initiate self-sabotaging behavior to bring yourself back to make sure that your outside world and your inside world match. And I think that the thing that really can help us in this space is rather than going from 70 to 80 degrees, if you can make it a point to do 70 to 71 consistently, 71 to 72 consistently, 72 to 73 consistently, your subconscious is going to give itself a chance to re-equate who mm-hmm. it is. Are, and it's not going to work so damn hard to try to bring you back into what it thinks you're supposed to be. Mm. And that, I see that a lot with money mindset too. People have limiting beliefs that, you know, having wealth means that you're a, a terrible person or that you're a selfish person or blah, blah, blah. Right. I grew up with that mindset. My dad was a farmer. He was the only sibling of his family that stayed and helped farm. And all the rest of his siblings went off and had like really nice careers. And my mom always felt like we were the odd ducks, right? Like we were the mm. poor. My dad lived mm-hmm. up $1,500 a month to raise three kids from the farm. Wow. They didn't have anything. And so we would go to Christmas and we'd go to whatever family events. And my mom would make comments about so-and-so's new suburban and how they mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. better. But like it was a negative thing to have wealth. Mm. And so then we start to, whether we, because our subconscious and many of those beliefs are formed before we're seven years old, before we have the context to say, ah, that's bullshit. Like, I don't, I don't believe that's Mm -hmm. true. We Mm -hmm. just, our subconscious cannot reject. It can only accept. So then what happens is that we start to get our business going. And then we start to make more money than we've ever made before. Mm. And that thermostat kicks in. We're like, well, but you don't want to be a bad person. So let's just stop making those sales calls or let's stop 
social media, or you know what, maybe you shouldn't charge that. Maybe you should charge half of that and just see mm. if the program works, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and start to sabotage yourself because here's the deal. If I believe that my program is worth 500 bucks, then that's what it's going to be worth. If I believe my program is worth 50 bucks or 5,000 bucks or 50,000 bucks, it's who I am and what I believe that creates that value in it. Right. So we are the ones who bring that energy into our costing of our programs. And so if you're letting your subconscious sabotage rule the roost, you're going to keep continuing to charge somebody 500 bucks when you could be charging them 15,000. Wow. I love all of this. Going back to one thing that you said, though, when you were starting to realize that you were looking for some balance. Yes, you wanted to be challenged, yet you have a family, a family that you wanted. You tried very hard to have this family. So you want the best of both worlds, as we all do want. And I think it's important that you keep yourself in that mix. You you still wanted to have a career, have your mind challenged, do something and make your mark in this world. In addition to the and, and so many of us have to choose the, well, I was the mom, you know, I'm so-and-so's mom. And, and I, I did both. Like I stopped working when I first, and my kids are adults, but I stopped working to have my first daughter, to have Marissa. I left a, obviously a very good job. I was 23 making a ton, but I'm going to have a baby. I'm going to have a baby. Okay. And honestly, I probably, I think I took like a nail course or something when she was maybe four weeks old. I literally left her at my girlfriend's house for the first time at maybe five weeks. And one of these, I was so excited to get out to learn something new that I dropped her off. First kid, I didn't even tell my girlfriend her name. <laughs> and when I came back, yeah, I realized this. And, and she goes, I've been calling her sweetie. What is her name again? I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's how fast I wanted to make sure my brain kept working. You always need the and. And I don't like using the word balance because I think balance is it's a temporary state. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. If I were to think about balance as we oftentimes do on a balanced theme, right? It's a very mm-hmm. fear-based process yep. and we're always waiting to fall, right? Whereas if we're ice skating, it is a forward moving motion, mm-hmm. oftentimes associated with fun and we're going somewhere, right? And when we ice skate, if you have one skate on the ice for too long, you're going to fall over, right? Mm. But as long as you gracefully put one foot down, lift the other up, then the other one goes down and lift the other one up. Sometimes mm-hmm. one leg is going to be down on the ice a little longer than the other. And that's how I think about balance is like, it's okay to have one foot down that represents my professional job. And knowing that I can't stay with that foot down for too long or I'll fall over. So I have to then lift it up and let my other one down. And this knowing that it takes a synchrony of both to continue to have forward motion, right? Mm -hmm. It's really all about intentionality. And that's why my business is called Life by Design because I want us to create our business 
that gives us the lifestyle and the life that we want instead of feeling like we're a slave to either one. Because I love the fact that I have so many friends that have been stay-at-home moms. I give them all the credit in the world. I would have been a terrible stay-at-home mom because Mm -hmm. I'm a better mom when I have an outlet. It's the hardest thing ever. And again, it's not for the faint of heart. It works for some others, you know, need both or some or a piece of. So you mentioned your, your, and that's life by design. That's your course. Yep. My business consulting firm is called I am life by design and the I am signifies a state of being. So in the quantum world, Mm. it's a law of assumption. When I behave in a manner that is already as if I'm there and act as if, and I believe that I am already there and I make small and big decisions that are consistent with that future version of my life. Like that's when you get quantum results. Right. Mm -hmm. And the life by design is just being intentional. And so I think that it's easy for us to feel like we're the tail wagging the dog when it comes Mm -hmm. to our life. We become very active to what's going on, but when we can make conscious decisions of what we want our life to look like, we can be proactive in it. And we can give ourselves the permission then to be a kick-ass business owner and on this day or this time and be a really great mom on this day or this time Mm. and get a chance to just create that life. Like for the first time in my life, I'm going to be able to go on a long road trip out to the state parks in Utah and Colorado. I've never been able to get time off to do that. Like I get to do that. And so I'm creating this model that allows me to be able to work from that space and to take the time off. It's not a reaction. It's, I am very intentional and deliberate around how I want to structure my business so that mm. I can create the life that I want. And, you know, I think that there's a couple of things that when it comes to being a mom and, and balancing all of this is number one, I keep being reminded that mother Teresa said that if you want to change the world, it starts at home. And I think oftentimes mm. I'm so impact driven. I want to make a, the world a better place that I forget that the best mm-hmm. way to do that is to influence these two little farty butts that are in my house right now. Right. Exactly. And so just not taking that lightly and just remembering that I get a chance to impact and influence them too. And then the other thing is just knowing that I am teaching them more than ever by having them watch me watching me do things scared, watching me go after things that are hard and not giving up, watching me by, by showing up with grit and resilience and perseverance, watching me do things that are out of my comfort zone and surviving. They are learning more by watching me show up in the way that I am than any lecture that I could ever give them. And so remember guys, I talk a lot about the emotional vibrational scale. Stephanie, are you familiar Mm -hmm. with that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the thing that will get you to the bottom of that scale faster than anything is guilt and shame. We are meant to live in a higher vibration of love, joy, peace, freedom, right? Anytime that we get shot down to the bottom of that scale into shame and and guilt, it takes us away from living out heaven on earth. And I talk about that in my book, that it's my duty to try to stay in that higher vibration as much as I can, because that's how... I can serve people at the best. That's how I can make the biggest difference. That's how I can experience heaven on earth as I live this life. And when you bring that energy, when you walk into that room and when you are on that stage talking, you're bringing it like you are 
on the top rung and looking for just another space to go even higher. And your words are so deliberate of, I get to, heard that a lot, I get to, and the I am. You are just declaring, I am. Declare it, it's yours. Reach for it and go back to your, be open to receive and unclench those fists. And I think that one of the things that we as humans fail to realize is that we've all been given a superpower. And I believe this with my Mm -hmm. superpower that we all have is our free will. Every single moment we get to choose again. I don't like my results. I choose again. I don't like Mm. the way I choose again. Our thoughts create our emotions. Our emotions are what create our actions and our actions are what we create our results. So if I do not like the state that I'm in, if I'm living my fine life and I'm fed up with the fine, I get to choose again. None of us have any circumstance that we do not have the opportunity to choose a way to rise above it. None of us are victims. We have shitty things that happen to us, but it's our Mm -hmm. responsibility to choose to rise above it. And I think that when it comes to our life, I get to choose the I am. Mm. I get to choose who I want to be. And I get to choose to show up as her every single moment. And guess what? Just like you said, the law of attraction allows for those opportunities, those people, the ideas, the solutions to come into my sphere of influence, because that is where my energy is vibrating. And guys, like once you've been up there, you don't want to go back down. Am I right? Correct. Like, you know, once you sit in first class, you don't want to go behind the curtain. You don't. We'd all be liars if we said, no, that's no, no, no. Once once we get there, this is where we belong. Clearly, there's been a mistake if you're telling me I got to go on that side. So little quick side, funny, ha ha story. When I started this podcast, I've told the story before. I took an eight week course uh, with the podcast accelerator. And whatever week three was, you know, come up with the name of your podcast. It tells us what we're supposed to do. You know, what's your message? Google it. Make sure nobody has the name. Make sure website, et cetera, et cetera. I, of course, skimmed something. Perhaps I missed a step, whatever. For the minute I knew I was going to do a podcast and I knew I was going to do a podcast for three years, And I had the name of the podcast and I was all set. I'm all set. I'm ready to go. I said, this is easy. I know what I'm going to call it because I'm going to call it Get Unstuck with Steph. That was going to be the original name. And uh, it was just an easy slam dunk until for whatever reason, whatever combination I was going to use was not available. An hour before my assignment was due, that class is going on. And I have a total meltdown, of course, because this is something new. This is very uncomfortable. Who do I think I am? Why do I think this is a good idea? Of course, let's go to some tears because that's what usually, you know, will get me moving here. So I'm sitting on my porch crying, but I have my pad with me and I'm like, all right, okay, enough, enough. You can do this. And I have enough tools in my toolbox. Believe me, I know how to get myself back up. So I just start, I'm like, okay, you know, what do you, you know, what's the message? What do you want to do? And I literally just kind of left it and be like, you know, show me, I'm hands are up. I'm surrendering. Go ahead. Give me, let the message come through and just started writing a couple things and literally wrote, what am I about? What do I want? What do I want to give out? What's my... And that's how I got joy found here. 
I'm like, oh, do, I don't know. Well, now yeah, if it starts here, I want it to start here. And, you know, this is where you're going to find it. And that's how I get my name. But I was, I was, un, I was going to be unstuck, like for the longest time. Well, you know, what's so funny is that I picked that and then I'm like, oh, I love it. Like I, it, it literally, like, I feel like I grew into it. And I think that the thing that I appreciate about unstuck the most right now is that when we feel stuck, we have a conscious awareness that we are not where we want to be. Right. So if I'm stuck in the mud, I am not where I want to be. And I want to be somewhere else. And I think that that really comes into that decision that it's Mm -hmm. like, no more. I am done feeling like this. So therefore I'm ready to freaking stop talking about it and doing something about it. And that's the space that I want my clients in. I want them to feel like they're like, you know what? I am here. I Mm -hmm. am ready. And that's one of the things that I actually, when I designed the book, I did it in a way that has the three pillars of the things that I see successful people doing over and over again. And Mm. happy to go through that if you want me to. Please, absolutely. First one is that desire. And I kind of talked about it with my own career journey. Like I had to recognize that desire on my heart and not just push it down anymore. Like I couldn't just ignore it. Like, oh, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. That's something else. That's mm-hmm. just me. Like, no, like you, you recognize the desire for better. That might be a better marriage, a better job, a better career, a better business, a better body, whatever that is, you recognize that desire and you lean into it. You accept it. Like, all right, let's see what this is about. Instead of trying to ignore it, like it's going to go away. Cause it doesn't. Okay. The second thing that successful people do is they make the decision. This is a come hell or high water. I'm making this happen. This is a Mm -hmm. declaring. This is a, I'm owning it. And it's wishy-washy someday. I hope Mm -hmm. I want like none Mm -hmm. of that, right? Like it is literally like, all right, burn the boats. I'm ready. In fact, like, it's funny because I actually, a couple weeks after I I quit my job, I got a tattoo that says own it. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny owning it. I'm owning this life. I'm owning this journey and there's no going back. And that's what successful people do. They step into it and they take that on and they're ready to go. Right. And you figure it out. You meet the people you need to meet. You learn what you need to learn. And the third thing that I see successful people do is they implement, they do. And what the doing is not even just doing it once, but it's doing it consistently. It's doing it until And what I recognized is that that sounds simple enough, right? Okay. Like I recognize this desire. I'm just going to make the decision. I'm going to do it. Easy. Sure. That sounds great. Right? Like, okay, thanks girl. And we all know that there's shit that holds us back from actually doing that stuff. It's the things that leads to confusion. Oh, maybe I'm not hearing God, right? I'm not equipped for this, but God, my brother, Aaron's a better speaker than I says Moses, right? Like There's Mm -hmm. so many things that we don't trust ourselves. We don't trust that we're equipped. We get wishy-washy. I don't know what I'm good at, or I don't know how to Mm -hmm. use my strengths, or I don't know how my pieces of the puzzle come together. And people get stuck in confusion and they get stuck in overthinking and they don't do any of the other steps. And the confusion is also something that I've noticed leads into the lack of confidence or the lack of making the decision. It's the limiting beliefs that we've talked about that hold you back. Sure. And all of those things can get in your way. You're ready to make that decision. You're ready to sign up for the course or to start the podcast. And then all of a sudden you hit that 70 degree and it's 75 and it's like, whoop, maybe I'm going to take one more course or I'm going to read mm-hmm. one more book and then I'll do it. Right. Right. It's stuck into the maybe forever, maybe someday, you know, crap. 
And so I just wanted to give people the tools that they needed to get out of their own stinking way and to be able to step into that desire, that decision and the doing and to see what they're freaking made of, right? So I love the choice of identification. I'm loving doing because other people might say, and now it's the action step. And it's silly because some it's semantics, but yet when you don't have that 100% faith and trust in yourself, it can just like, oh, well, action. Ooh, I could never do action. Oh, but she said doing. Well, I can do it. I don't have to take the next action step, but I'm doing like it's it's simple, bite-sized, doable. I think that this is also a reason why in my program, so my stuck to to full-time CEO six-month program, what I do is I walk with people one-on-one and they say the next step is, and then I give Mm. them their assignment and then I work through how to do it. And then they show up the next week with it done. I look it over and then we go to the next step. The next step is so they get the accountability, the guidance and the support because otherwise they're not going to do it. And then the other thing noticing is that when I give you your assignment, maybe it's, you know, I want you to go live on Facebook Mm stuff. Right. Right. I won't do that. And then I get a chance to bring in my brain science and my quantum Mm -hmm. business. I get a chance to help you to unlock that limiting belief that is preventing you from doing what I'm you know, telling you to do. And it's so interesting. Like things are so innately ingrained in us that I'll give you a mm-hmm. story. I was paying one of my coaches and she told me to charge X amount of money for my course or my VIP mm-hmm. day. And I'm like, there's no way I could charge that. And then I talked to my husband who has a worse money mindset than I do. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you could never charge that. And then I got to thinking about it. I'm like, I'm paying this woman for her advice. Why am I not taking it? And so right. I'm like, all right, fine. I'm going to use her belief in me before I have it. Mm. And I'm going to allow her trust because she's gotten to see all of the intricate parts of me and my business. And she believes in me and she knows better than I do. So damn it. I need to start believing in myself yeah. enough to get me through this. And I started like a borrowing benefit. Like, yeah. My programs are, have far exceeded what I would have originally for that mm-hmm program. And it's like, I just had to make that decision. That's why I always joke. Like I am not qualified to make you successful. Did you Mm. hear that? Yeah. You are the only person who can make you successful. I am here as your guide. I am here to instill the belief in you. I'm here to show you what to do. I'm here to hold your hand, but ultimately sister, you have to be the one that walks across the street. You Mm. have one that, that picks up the phone. You have to be the one that picks up the pen. I can be here for you, but I am not the one who makes you successful. You are. And I think that that's when a lot of people struggle is that they have to bet on themselves. And I want to be the person in somebody's life that is walking down the street and it's time to cross the street. And I am never going to push you out into oncoming traffic. I am going to be the one who grabs your arm and says, I got this. I've been across the street before. We got this. We're going to do this together. Ultimately, though, you still have to be willing to lock arms with me and you still, sure. have I can't carry you, drag you, push you. It's got to be you. Yeah. I think that's a wonderful point because some people who might look into coaching or might be hearing this and be like, wow, let me get in touch with her because she'll make me get to either my neck or she'll like, I can do this because I'm working with Alicia, but don't forget. Once you start working with someone, you see exactly what they're about and you're giving them 
an extra boost of belief that we don't see in ourselves where we look in the mirror and we see the flaws and you're like, oh my God, of course. And it's just a matter of, I'm sure, just repetition and just a new way to reframe it. There's two things that I have gotten by being a consumer of coaching that I think mm. is worth. Oftentimes we just don't do what we said we're going to do, right? No, absolutely. Expensive coach that I've ever paid for may, I paid her more than my husband's first year teaching salary. Like it was a lot of, Uh and I ended up taking out a business credit card. So interest-free business credit card for 18 months. And I like, all right, like I will make enough money to pay back Mm -hmm. this. But I got to tell you guys that when you pay, you pay attention. Mm, Say that again, because that is. When you pay, you pay attention. So that's the missing link. It was that accountability for me, like you better not fucking waste this. Like this is Mm -hmm. a lot of money for your family. You have to show up and do what you said you're going to do. You cannot skip your coaching calls. You cannot skip your homework. You are investing a lot of money. So when is enough of a stretch for us? We're more willing to do what is required. When we Mm -hmm. do what is required is when we get the transformation, friends. Mm. The period's right there because you do. Period. And the sentences. And and so I used to struggle again, going back to my money mindset when I first started like, oh, I can't charge that. And Mm. then I realized that I am doing somebody a disservice by not charging what this is worth, because if it is enough of a stretch for them, they are going to take it seriously enough to do the things I'm telling them to do. And therefore they will then get the transformation. But if I've done $37 a month, you know, memberships and nobody freaking showed up because there's not enough skin in the game. And so we do that. We value things that we don't have some skin in the game around. And so Mm. when you are a coach or a service provider, I want you to remember that you are there to serve. You are doing people a disservice if you are not making it enough for them to push them to actually do the things that you're asking them to do. The second thing that I've gotten out of being a consumer of coaching is the, who do you know? I learned this really well articulated concept from a guest that I interviewed on my podcast. And he Mm -hmm. said, it's not what I know, it's who I know. And he recognized that he could spend, I mean, everything, everything that we ever need to run our business is on Google or YouTube right now. Like let's just Mm -hmm. be. Yep. And now AI, thank you, AI. I'm having a great, the greatest, (laughs) thank you chat. I'm having the greatest time. (laughs) It's like, you know what? I can consume all of this information. It might take me nine years. Mm -hmm. But if I can have a nine minute conversation with somebody who's already done it and knows the tricks of what's worked and what hasn't, that is going to condense time for me. Mm. So when you invest with somebody who's already made the mistakes, who's already invested in the programs that you wanted to do, but were too expensive. When you work with people who already have been on that road, you are condensing time because you're getting the cliff notes version of right to the meat of what you need to know. And therefore you can get into action a lot faster. So I'm grateful that I've been able to push myself through that. And it allows me to serve people on a better scale as well, just because of my own experiences. I love that. And I always say it's important to have skin in the game, but you really did paint a very, very clear picture. And how else are you going to get from good to great? If we could do it on our own, we would have. By now. Absolutely. All the more reason. This has been delightful. Thank you. I love your story. The name of the book again is called? 
get out of God's way. It is get over yourself and step into the beautiful purpose he has for your life and business. All right. That is everybody's treat to themselves. Do not wait to receive it as a gift. The gift is you. So therefore, everyone go out and buy it. I'm sure it's going to Amazon, wherever books are sold, the website. Where are we going to find you, the podcast, and all of those coaches, because they'll be tracking you down, my friend. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So my home base is lachellewemi.com. So that's easy. So L-A-C-H-E-L-L-E-W-I-E-M-E.com. So that's my home base. Okay. Find okay. info on the Unstuck podcast. That's where you're going to find information on my courses, where you're going to find information on my books and other resources that I have. For the book, I also have on my website, a workbook that I've created for you guys as a study guide, completely free for right now. I don't know if it's going to stay that way. So make sure that you head Mm -hmm. over to the website to grab that, but it is a study guide so that you can grab your business besties and work through this so that you have that accountability so that you have those intimate conversations to help you get unstuck to where you keep getting in your own way. And I really wanted to just make sure that this was accessible as I could for everybody. You also can, on my website, you also can get access to all of my social media channels, but I'll make it easy for you. I'm everywhere, um, which is interesting because (laughs) I had 200 friends. And again, if I didn't know your mom, you didn't need to know what I was doing. But now I'm... (laughs) The the veil is off. She's everywhere. She's totally exposed. Yes, it happens. Making a fool of myself on TikTok or LinkedIn or, you know. It happens. I'm ready. And I brand myself. It's always at Lachelle We Meet on all the platforms. So you can find me. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But I would be honored, you guys, to have you pop in, say hello. Let me know that this is where you learned about me and tell me what your favorite part was about our conversation. Because it's been really mm, I There were so many to choose from. I love made for more, you know, superpowers, because we forget. And and the fact that fine doesn't have to be fine. And with that, we drop the mic. It has been amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for more than I could ever imagine. But now I know it's very possible. Thank you for all of that. All right. Listen, I'm just going to say five stars, five stars on Apple, five stars on Spotify. Don't even think about anything less reviews. Yes, we're getting there. Keep typing. We'd love that. Comments. Wow. Takeaways. I'm going to make sure the platform is ready for them. Joyfoundhere.com. Keep them coming. Go to her website. I want you to get the book. Let's listen to the podcast. These are reminders and no coincidence that you're hearing her on the day that you're hearing her for a reason. Thank you, Lachelle. And everybody, until next week, be well and thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.